You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the All About Real Estate edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my co-host and friend, Carol Morgan. Uh, Good morning, Carol. Uh, Before we kick things off, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2020 show sponsor, now our 10th year on the air. 2020 has been great with them as our partner, but we are looking ahead to 2021. Carol, this is going to be a great conversation, a great way to wrap the year and lead us off into 2021. Kick us off. Yeah. Good morning, Todd. I'm excited about this guest. It's always nice when we can share positive news about the state of Georgia. We're joined today in studio by Pat Wilson. He's the commissioner of the Georgia Department of Economic Development. So welcome to the show, Pat. Great. Thanks, Carol. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate you guys inviting me on. Uh, the pleasure is ours, Pat. We uh, know you're a busy fellow, so grateful for you to swing by and give us a few minutes. Before we uh, dive into our conversation, take a few seconds and share a bit about your background and uh, your role as commissioner. Sure. Todd, um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to work at the Georgia Department of Economic Development. The great thing about that agency is it's the good news agency of state government. We are tasked by the governor and the General Assembly to grow jobs in the state, uh, very simply. And we do that through a number of different divisions. The one that gets all the headlines, of course, is the Global Commerce Division. That position, that division really focuses on business recruitment and then growing the jobs that are already exist in the state. The companies like Delta and Home Depot, of course, the big ones that everybody knows and helping them continue to grow and prosper. But 95% of the jobs in this state really are small businesses. And so helping those companies continue to grow and achieve new goals we do that as well. But we've got an international trade team that helps Georgia companies find new markets around the world. Georgia has 12 international offices around the world and strategic markets to help our companies here with on-the-ground advice and, of course, links into new markets all around the world. Not many people know that Georgia really is, is it has its own international division as well. But we have the Georgia Film Division. You know, if you, unless you're living under a rock, you know that, that film is booming in Georgia and continues to grow. Even in a post-COVID world, we're, I think we're well-placed to really be the epicenter of film in the United States. The tourism division, you know, the tourism is about a $66 billion industry in the state of Georgia. It really supports almost 500,000 jobs in the state. So the tourism industry was absolutely decimated by COVID and the inability of people to travel and to enjoy the sites around Georgia. But that growing that back out is a huge piece of our economy. And so that division is, is under the department as well. And then the Georgia Council for the Arts is also in, in economic development. And the creative arts uh, really are an industry in themselves, but they support practically every other industry in Georgia. And whether you're talking about uh, SCAD and really the opportunity for gaming and computer design at Georgia Tech, I mean, all of that is based around the arts. And so the Georgia Council for the Arts, through education programs and funding from the federal government and state government, continue to grow that network and that ecosystem that support jobs in the state. So the, the department is really about good news and sharing good news in every corner of Georgia. I came to this role under Governor Deal. I was uh, appointed in 2016 
but this is my actually my third governor in economic development. Governor Purdue appointed me in uh, 2010 to the deputy commissioner of global commerce. I then became the chief operating officer under Governor Deal, and now uh, Governor Kemp has kept me on as commissioner. So I've been lucky enough to be in uh, economic development for 10 years, and it really has been a real, the most prosperous 10 years in the history of the state, uh, and it's been a pleasure to be a part of it. Well, an impressive 10 years for sure. And I know you're here today to share some other good news with us. We're excited to find out that Georgia was once again named number one for business climate uh, by Site Selection Magazine. Tell us more about that accomplishment. It is uh, terribly exciting, Carol. You know, you think back to, you know, when Governor Deal came on board, we were just growing out of the recession. The state of Georgia had shrunk, we shrunk our budget from $21 billion to about $16 billion. Uh, We had uh, unemployment rate in the teens. You know, things were looking rough because we had been so reliant on the construction industry and this fast-growing state. They made the decision then with the General Assembly that we want to come out of this. We want to grow out of this. We're not going to raise taxes. In fact, we're going to lower taxes on energy costs used in manufacturing We're going to create an environment for the state to really grow our businesses. And so through that, they laid the groundwork to be named the number one state in the nation for business. And we've now held that ranking for an unprecedented eight years. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Which is amazing. Yeah, Yeah. eight years in a row. So we're really excited about that because it shows a commitment from leadership in the state and the business community in the state to continue to move Georgia in the right direction. And part of that, of course, what comes out of that are the jobs and the opportunities for Georgians. And you think about even now where we have really faced a time in our lives where there is no playbook in how you come out of a pandemic, but where we went to an unemployment rate in the upper teens, we're back down to 5.6%. The momentum is there and we continue to move in the right direction. So that award means a lot to us, especially this year because I feel like we're doing it in the face of really unprecedented global headwinds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pat, I think you do have the most fun job in Georgia government. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about, though, I mean, it's one thing to to cite a magazine ranking, but talk about how they actually came up with that ranking. What's it based on? How do they do that? I'll tell you, Todd, and part of why we talk about this ranking is because of who selects it. And, you know, if you, I just saw that today, or you know, People Magazine's ranking of the sexiest man alive. You know, that that is that is rolling out. Is know, that right you too? <laughs> Obviously, I mean, I, as you can see from the. This uh, is why we wanted to video, video this uh, this conversation. <laughs> of course, that is just a vote of a bunch of editors sitting in a room looking at pictures. What makes this unique, and why we really love to talk about this, it's based on rankings from site selectors. So if you, this industry's changed a lot in the last 10 years. And when I started in economic development, about 70% of our leads came directly from companies, companies that are looking to grow and they send an RFI straight to states and they say, all right, show us the sites based on uh, this criteria. So now you have site selectors that really are hired by companies. About 65 to 70% of our leads come from site selectors who do all the legwork for companies. And so they look at, you know, at site availability, your workforce, your logistics network, all the things that make a company prosper in the long run. The site selectors weigh all that out and give a uh, recommendation to companies on where they should ultimately locate. The companies make the decision 
in the end, but they do all the legwork. And so this is a poll of site selectors who help companies locate. And so half of this ranking comes from directly from the site selectors. The other half is based on criteria and input received from that, that where they look at workforce data, they look at uh, transportation and infrastructure, ease of permitting, you know, really all the things that make a, a successful business climate. And so they come up with a score and then Georgia was ranked number one again for the eighth year in a row. Fascinating thing is we actually share it with North Carolina this year. It's the first time in history that they've had a tie oh, wow. at the top. But for us, you know, we've, it, it really is North Carolina keeps inching up to to catch us, you know, it just shows that we're going to have to do a few extra things this year in order to make ourselves a little more competitive next year. But we're very proud of this ranking. And really, they're the things that we as a state can control, our workforce development, our logistics, really the ease of permitting, the ease of companies to work with state government. We rank high in all of those things. And so that's what's also really important for us, that the items on this list that we as a state can tackle and control. And, you know, Governor Kemp, Governor Deal, and Governor Purdue all made it clear that we're going to make it the best state in the nation to do business. We're going to make it the best state, the best governed state in the nation. And really that has trickled down over the years. And uh, I think we've done a great job as a state of keeping that momentum going. That's super exciting. So eight years in a row, is that unprecedented? And hard, how hard is that to do? Do you think we'll make it to number nine? <laughs> I tell you, Carol, it's funny that when we when we got it the first year, Governor Deal said, all right, you guys have to do it again next year. There's, you know, the, we've set the bar. And we all looked at each other and said, all right, uh, you know, this is going to be tough. I don't know how we're going to do it. Eight years, not only is it unprecedented, it's terribly tough to do, but it, it really does show this continuum of, of stability when companies continue to make decisions, knowing that in the next 20 years, you know, they're making an investment not for today, but, you know, this is a a decades-long investment, we've got a track record. We're showing companies that we can continue to grow in the right direction, and we're going to handle our business as a state well. And so absolutely, it's tough. And so we're going for number nine and ultimately number 10. I think we've, as a state leadership team, we're not going to go down kicking and screaming. We're, we're absolutely going to nail this again. Yeah, awesome. I have every... I have every confidence. You know, you've touched on it a few times so far, um, but talk more about the job growth in Georgia. I mean, we are at the end of what has been, let's, let's just say, an unprecedented year of yeah. economic challenge with this pandemic. Yet Georgia continues to, based on your success, thrive. And I'm sure it's poised for an exciting 2021. But talk more about job growth and where we are and where we're going. Yeah, you know, this is the story that I feel like hasn't been told and we keep pushing it out, you know, obviously in an election year and you've got a worldwide pandemic, it's tough to horn in good news, right? To, to really get it out in front of everybody. But since the beginning of this fiscal year, we've seen, you know, we talk about unprecedented over and over. In fact, I think I've used that term too many times already in this conversation, but we have seen unprecedented job growth since the beginning of this fiscal year. And the state fiscal year starts uh, July 1 and runs through June 30th. And so the state fiscal year started in the middle of the basically a lockdown, a global shutdown. You, you can't travel. You can't go visit sites. You can't do all these things that, that really companies are used to doing in a site selection process. But in the first four months of our fiscal year, we've welcomed 
almost 12,000 new jobs to the state. And that's coming from our department. That doesn't, those are projects that we have worked. Uh, that doesn't count all the, the numerous other small projects that are going on. The companies just grow because they have to grow. But that's a 45% increase year over year, quarter over quarter from last year. And that's in the middle of a global pandemic. And so we have a real opportunity. And just to put that in perspective quickly, that we last year announced 24,000 jobs for the entire year. Right now we're looking at the first quarter of almost 12,000 jobs. And so it's pretty amazing when you kind of put that into perspective and that increase. And, you know, I've had a number of companies as they continue to go through this process and asking them, what's the need? Like there, there's so many unknowns right now. And, you know, why are you making this investment? Well, the United States market continues to be the safest investment in the world. And I don't care what you're looking at. I don't care what your criteria is. Our business climate in the U.S., even in the middle of an election, is the safest in the world. But the other piece of that is this is not a recession as in something that creeped in over time based on bad fiscal policy. The United States economy was roaring prior to the pandemic and the Georgia economy was roaring. There was a need and there's going to be a pinup need when we get back to some sense of normalcy. And so companies are using this time and if they had something in the five-year plan to make an investment to automate, to open in the U.S. market, they're reinvesting back into their company. And then the other piece of that is that through this supply chain uh, crisis that we've seen across the, you know, multiple different industry sectors, and whether you are in pharmaceuticals or whether you're in bicycles or whether you're in automotive, we've seen a disruption in supply chain around the world as different countries handle this pandemic differently. And so these companies are realizing they need to diversify their supply chain. And so the United States, again, is the safest bet, get closest to the consumer, get closest to the U.S. market. Companies are coming back into the U.S. And so uh, this gives us a tremendous opportunity in kind of all these different sectors to continue that momentum. That's fantastic. The job growth has been great. We've seen an increase in investment. We're at 4.3% billion dollars of investment from companies that are moving into Georgia. That's a 56% increase year over year. And we're seeing it. What's uh, you know been interesting is you have companies that are growing it because of the pandemic. Uh, HelloFresh was all of the kind of the food, prepared food markets are growing. But then you have FinTech. Obviously, we're all buying more online right now. Anything you're purchasing online there's a job that's attached to that on the back end. FinTech, the transaction corporations here in Atlanta, it's really an organic industry that grew up around the talent of Georgia Tech and, of course, the, this truck line of fiber that we have here in Georgia. And so 70% of all financial transactions that happen in the United States bounce off a of Georgia company. They come th- somehow come through the state of Georgia. And whether you're talking about global payments or... FIS or Fiserv or First Data. Or, I mean, all of these companies have you know, grown up here in Atlanta and they play such an important role in that network of financial transactions. So that is boomed. And of course, cybersecurity comes with that as well. And so the cybersecurity industry continues to grow. We've had great announcements like Papa John's moving their headquarters into Cobb County. 
they're you know into the battery, which we've you know, that that investment continues to grow and pay dividends. And then to your team and everyone listening, there's going to be great news coming as well too. So keep your ears open as we continue this this momentum because I think you're going to see some some really fantastic news uh, coming in Georgia as well over the next month. So be ready for that. Exciting. I think that we're all going to have to rewrite our vocabularies and find some synonyms for the word unprecedented because I, <laughs> I find know, myself right? using it over and over and over as well. And well, it's, it's, really it's funny, Carol, that I want to take it back because we've given it this negative connotation around a pandemic. You know, it's, right. everybody talks about the unprecedented times and it's all negative. I want to talk about unprecedented good news. And, well, and so and- we really are trying our best to reclaim that word. New American Funding is committed to delivering home loans on time while providing five-star service. Their 14 business day close guarantee and fully underwritten pre-approval gives you an unbeatable one-two punch impossible for sellers to ignore. For more information on New American Funding, call 678-898-3540. That's 678 898 Three five four zero. Yeah, well, and we've had unprecedented growth in home building this year as well. You know, most of, That's exactly uh, most of right. our clients are home builders and they have had just booming years. So I guess it's yet to be seen what happens next year because they're all out of legacy lots courtesy of the last downturn and lot development takes so much longer and funding yeah, and blah, 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 blah. You know all of that. But um, talk a little bit about some of the things that attract businesses to Georgia. You know, why Georgia versus you yeah. know, some other Southern states? You know, it's, I just had this conversation with the company this week. If you look back at the, the history of, of really economic development and the state governments helping companies grow, that originates in the South. And it's because we had leadership from the 60s to the 90s that realized that we were behind. And, you know, call it what it was, our economy was behind a lot of the legacy economies of the Rust Belt, the Northeast, and California. And so, you had governors like Zell Miller. A lot of the tax credits that we use in order to be attractive and be competitive across the South, that came from the Miller administration. They put those in place to jumpstart the Southern economy and help us grow businesses. But then if you look at how we as states in the South continue to reinvest in our people, you know, one of the things that Georgia always scores highly on is our workforce. And it's because we have put billions of dollars into giving our people skills. We started off in a deficit. Uh, if you look back to the reliance on agriculture and the textile industry, really solely in the 50s, 60s, uh, you, you, you look back to 1968, the General Assembly and the governor made a concerted effort to give Georgians skills. And so they created what we call the Quick Start Program in 1968. And the goal was to listen to companies understand what companies' needs are, and then we're going to use our technical colleges to train our people for the skills that are available so that we know that there are jobs available in Georgia. And so we need our people to fill those jobs. And so we created these workforce training programs that are based on the needs of the companies around them. And so that's unique to the South. You don't find that generally anywhere else. But Georgia, and you take that down to the state, We've done it better than anybody else. We have that quick start program was the first that was created. 
and we've, again, general assemblies and governors have focused on the importance of giving our people skills, and they have now invested billions of dollars in that program. And it doesn't matter what state comes and tries to create it now. We've got a track record of 50 years of doing it well. In fact, it's, it's funny that Louisiana came to us a number of years ago and stole our number two person at Quick Start, and they created the Fast Start program. Um, <laughs> you know, that doesn't scare us at all because we know that you can't create that overnight. It's going to take generations of effort to really create a program like that. And so the, what makes us competitive is that we have continued to invest in our state and our people and our logistics network and infrastructure. So when a company comes to Georgia and they're looking at us, really the things that they're going to tick off are business climate, number one. We have a low tax environment, easy regulations. We make it easy for companies to come in and grow. And so check that box. The next thing is logistics. Georgia has unrivaled logistics with the world's busiest airport. Our friends at the Georgia Ports Authority, they are the fastest growing and most efficient port in the country. And they continue to reinvest, whether it's deepening the harbor or the mega rail project that they are creating down there right now, which will give them the ability to put uh, cargo on trains and reach Chicago very easily. It opens up new markets in the Midwest for, for Georgia. All of their investments continue to drive economic development across the state. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention their inland ports. You know, they have created an inland port in Murray County up in North Georgia, which keeps trucks off the road in Atlanta. It puts cargo on a train in Savannah. It takes it up to uh, Murray County, which is just south of Chattanooga. And you can then put it on trucks there and send it out. And then vice versa, cargo comes in up there and goes to the port. But it keeps those cargo trucks off the road around Atlanta, which is fantastic. But so you, you have workforce, you have business climate, you have infrastructure. And then lastly, though, is the quality of life. Companies are looking for a great place to live. And, you know, this goes back to our home builders. And, you know, it's, it, it needs to be, it's a great place to live. It needs to be a, a fairly cheap place to live. We have a great cost of doing business here. You know, I, I moved down from Washington, D.C. 12 years ago, and it was a raise just moving out of that market and moving into Atlanta. And so we see that a lot of times with companies that are moving down from the Northeast. It's, you know, they're coming in for a great quality of life, the low cost of doing business, and that makes a difference for their corporate community. You know, when you bring a company in, I, I, I love uh, when we moved Mercedes-Benz from New Jersey, Steve Cannon was the CEO at the time and, and is now the uh, CEO of the Arthur Blank Foundation. So Steve, was they came down there looking at Dallas and the Raleigh-Durham area in competition with Atlanta. And so they chose Atlanta. We had a dinner together. I asked him at dinner, what was that driving factor? What was, you know, all things being equal, what, you know, put Atlanta over the top? And he said, three things. Number one was education. We heard so many negatives about education in the metro Atlanta area when we were doing this site selection process from your competitors. And then we get in and we start meeting with superintendents and you start talking to schools. We realize that Atlanta has a diversity of fantastic schools. And if you look at what's going on in Gwinnett County, the most diverse school system in the state of Georgia with their continual high tests and, and really the things that Alvin Williams has done over there has been fantastic. But we have some amazing magnet schools and charter schools. And I think we have 
you know, really leadership in place right now that continues to grow that and make it an asset. But that was number one. Number two, they said they loved our neighborhoods. And I, so it always, we kind of hear that as a negative a lot of times that, you know, Atlanta is not this giant city. It's a, it's a, it's a bunch of small cities kind of crammed together. But what Steve said was that they loved that their employees could come in and find a place that fits them. And whether it's the Decatur and that awesome little town over there, or if you go to Sandy Springs and the great things that are going going on there, or if you are you know, in College Park, or there is a place that fits you and fits your position in life, where you are and what you're doing, where your family life is and what you want to accomplish with a family. And so they're going to find that spot. He said that that was a fantastic uh, driver for them. And then the other piece that I'd never heard before, he said that you know, when they moved into, or you know, they were in New Jersey, uh, he said there are a number of Fortune 500 companies in New Jersey. And he said, we didn't know each other. I don't know the CEO of the company next door. And you know, we could be in the same building and not even know each other. He said, we did this event at uh, the High Museum where we just put Mercedes in a room with uh, Richard Anderson from Delta. Donna Highland from Choa, and uh, it was uh, Paul Bowers from Georgia Power, and Arthur Blank. Just put them in a room and let them talk. And he said, "You know, we sat down in the room. They knew each other's families. They knew each other's their, you know, what's going on in their lives. They knew what was going on in their companies and in the business community in Atlanta." He said, "We don't have that connectivity in New Jersey. We really loved the fact that the business community in Georgia." is connected. It's like a family and they all work together. And so that was really a driving factor for them. And so those really are the, you know, you, you talk about what goes into each project and what makes it special. They're all different, but what they came out with really, I think is what sets us apart as a community and as a city and really some negatives that we hear, but really are positives. You know, I think that we as a city have done a great job of with leadership, and with our communities rowing in the right direction and creating an environment for companies to to grow and thrive. What a great story you get to tell. And uh, like I said earlier, you do have the most fun job and you have some great assets to talk about. How exciting is and So looking forward to seeing where you guys go in 2021. Pat, we're out of time. So before we let you go, should anyone need to connect with your office and learn more about everything happening at the Department of Economic Development, where do they go? www.georgia.org is a website that's got everything you need on it. Our phone number is 404-962-4000. And if you're looking on Facebook, we're at GDEC, G-D-E-C-D. Got it. Pat Wilson, the commissioner of the Georgia Department of Economic Development. Pat, again, great pleasure to have you. Thanks for your, all your great work and good luck to you. Todd, thanks a lot. Appreciate the opportunity. Carol, thank you. Pleasure was ours. All right. Well, that wraps this week's All About Real Estate Edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. That's all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here tomorrow. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. 
Denim marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.